This is the Horse Talk Show Podcast with Louisa Barton. And now joining us, we have a very, very special guest. Um, we've been talking about him for about an hour, wondering if he was coming dead or alive, but he's here and he's in good shape. And Claudia uh, from Oakville Farm brought him uh, this morning to chat a little bit about a seriously amazing Hall of Fame career. And he's right here in Ocala, which is really cool. And that is Jacinta Vasquez. Good morning, Jacinta. Good morning. Lovely Good morning. to have you, you on you the show. Having. Yes, thank you for coming. We got a nice picture of him right here, but we're not giving you that one because that belongs to Brian from New Millennium Realty and you can't have it. But you might be able to have this one right here. Really beautiful, if you can see that if you can, and he'll autograph it, but you have to know how many times Jacinto beat Secretariat. It's a pretty big claim to fame, right? You've got to know how many times, uh oh, everybody's putting their fingers up. <laughs> we have a studio full this morning, but they can't win. How many times was Jacinto on a horse and beat Secretariat? And you can text that in to 352-304-1408. 352-304-1408. And you can win that picture. And it'll be autographed. And it is a beautiful, beautiful picture. So uh, how many times? And now I'm going to try not to say it in the interview. Jacinto, <laughs> tell us the funny story about how you became a jockey. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, there was... An accident. I run into a lady. There, the, we had a big supermarket over there, like a flea market, and they had different places. They sell different um, uh, stuff in the morning. You know, like lettuce, tomato, meat, and they had the meat, fish, everything. And I used to work there uh, in the morning, real early in the morning, carrying bags outside for the people that used to shop inside because all of the uh, people from Panama Canal, they used to come over there to chop every day because everything was fresh. Chicken, everything, meat was fresh over there. So I left there and I had some problem with a couple of black boys. And uh, I came back, when I came back, uh, I'm walking downstairs from the building and uh, the office of this lady that collected money was on the corner. And somebody came over there and did something to me. And I turned around and we had a fight. And I bite part of his lip up. And <laughs> so the cops came in and tried to put me in jail. And that lady came out of there and she saved me. She did. She me. And she told me, she said, you know, I got a, a, a son, he's a jockey. He said, he's in Mexico right now, but he's a jockey. And a, and he looked like you. I said, he said, small like you. I said, where's the jockey? He said, ride horses. I said, I can ride a horse. Ride anything. He's, he said, come over here, come back, and I'll take you to the racetrack. So I came back about three weeks later. And because I was working on an island, Taboga Island. And she took me to the racetrack. And I watched Baeza win six races that day. And I asked her, I said, how much money he make? He said, oh, you're going to make about four, five hundred dollars this week. I said, well, I want to be a jockey. So then she took me back to the racetrack, introduced me to a guy called Henry White. 
My son, her name is Adeoloro uh, Agostini. He won the Belmont. He won a lot of races in his country. And so that's how you got your start? That's how I got my start. You got in a fight? You got in a fight, wound up in a racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> For more fights. Now, how did, how did your career start out? Were you successful right from the beginning? No. no. I came to New York and I rode New York. The first race I rode, they disqualified me. And I was supposed to get the bug. And they never gave me the bug. So then I wound up and finished in Arizona because I don't want to go to Miami in the winter time because there was 300 riders there. So I wound up in Phoenix, Arizona with Vince De Gregory, the jockey agent. Mm -hmm. We wound up over there. And uh, the first day I rode over there, I win, I rode two horses, I win one race. Then it came uh, January 4th, it was a, on a Sunday. I rode the Delhi Dover thing, I win two races. Then I rode another horse and he ducked into the inside fence and we went in, wound up on the inside. And I broke both, both my legs and some ribs. Oh no. Yeah. So that set you back a little set bit? Set me back by six months. So. Now how soon after you started riding uh, on the on the racetrack did you start to have success? Well, in 1962, I went back to, to Kentucky and um, I was helping Doc Hill in the morning, you know, mm -hmm. because in the afternoon I used to help him. He's, he's a very veterinarian. I used to go out with him to some calls, and so he put me in he put me some horses before that. And in 1962, I, I wound up leading riding in in Churchill Down in a spring meet. I beat Bill Hartack. So then I got started. I went to Detroit for a couple of weeks. Then I went back. Uh, I went to Chicago, and I wound up totally leading riding in Chicago behind Shoemaker and Hartack. Wow. So then it really started. Then I got to start, getting yeah. interesting, right? Yes. So talk to us about the horse that you're most well known for, probably, which is Ruffian. Ruffian, well, she was a very special horse. You know, she had every everything that a racehorse need to be a real good horse. She had everything. She has speed. You can rate it as slow as you want them and call him any time and she, you give him a head for an eight or mile and bring him back and she's come back to you. And when you call him again, she, she had a lot of different gears. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Must have been incredible to ride her. Yes, well, I I'm gonna tell you a funny story about uh, we had two fillies. They look almost alike. One was Lady Portion and the other was Ruffian. So every time I used to work Ruff Ruffian, we used to tell was Lady Portion. So we went back and forth to, so we put Lady Portion in the race and she wound up one to 10 and she finished a bad fourth. And Willie Stevens win the race. So he came to the paddock over there waiting for his horse. He said, if that's the best you got, you know, you don't gonna win no race. He said, I got one better than this one. I said, oh yeah, say yes. But 10 days later, Ruffy is running. So <laughs> Willie Stevens in number nine on number 10. So I said to the widow, I said, Willie, I said, come and look the ass of this Billy because that's all you're going to see through the stretch. <laughs> so, it's the ass of the Billy. <laughs> <laughs> so he w went and looked the Philly, said, gosh, she's enormous. What kind of, she's not two year old. 
He said, you, Mr. William, I running a ringer. I said, she's not a ringer. I said, but she's going to ring somebody's head off on here. <laughs> so after the race, you know, she win by 15 lengths. She, she broke the track record. She run a 103 flat. So after the race, and, uh, you know, we didn't ever like uh, Frank Wiley because there was all the time switching horses, owners. And he said, you two should be run, uh, riding with handcuffs on. That's what he said to me. <laughs> you know, so, I want to ask you a question. You know, when I, when, I, when I see jockeys out there on the track and you're running and you're riding and obviously you're competing, but when you're in a really big race like this, what is that feeling when you know you've finished, you've gotten across that finish line? What is that feeling? Well, that's what the older jocks look for. Past the wire, you, you get different feelings, you know. Especially when you ride a horse, you know you're going to win. Right. And you turn for home, you know you got everybody in front of you. Yeah, it must yeah. be so ecstatic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, amazing. It's going to be an incredible moment. It has to oh, be. Yeah. One of those things that's just embedded in your, your one of those feelings. It you gives me goose pimples. I used to ride for... When I see them go across the it's finish line. It's every amazing. Time. I can't imagine being <laughs> on their back and being that person that gets them across the finish line like that. Amazing. I used to ride for Calumet Farm. They had some good horses, and you used to, and, and he used to try and educate those horses. In the first two races, you don't, you, you're not allowed to hit them. You're allowed to give them a nice race, let him run through the stretch, win or lose. And we used to prepare a lot of nice horses, you know. And then at that time, the breeding don't was introduced like it is today. So you just, you can wait to the eight pole. Stay three, four, five lanes behind the horses and turn them loose, and you'll catch them right away. We have a lot of nice horses there. Tell us about beating Secretariat. Well, Secretariat, I don't know. The first time he ran, I almost killed him against the fence. I cost him the race. I'm glad you didn't do that. I'm glad I don't do that. <laughs> I, I, I had intention to stop him, but I'm not, not as bad uh, with my horse there. My horse lunged coming out of the gate. And I hit him, and when I got it straight out, he was in a fence, and he had two horses inside of him. All those two horses had to come out, and plus him had to pull up out of there. He went up last in a 14-horse field. So he finished fourth in a race, and I don't finish anything, and I don't think in a race. So <laughs> then we run back in Saratoga. He's running 109 flat. And then came to the Wood Memorial, I get up early in the morning, I see Mr. Uh, Lucian Lauren had two horses in the race, secretary and another horse called Angoli. So I've been watching these guys riding Angoli. And so I got up real early in the morning about five o'clock. I, I got to the racetrack five o'clock when I, Lucian got to the barn, I was there. And he said, what the hell are you doing here? I said, I want you to take Turkar off the secretary and let me ride him. He said, you know, I can't do that. I said, well, put me in Angoli. He said, why are you going to ride Angoli? I said, you put me in Angoli. I said, there's no speed today in that race. I said, I'm going to steal that race. He said, you're not going to steal a race. Big red going to go by you with no problem. I said, okay. So I beat him. I came back. When I came back from the, with a horse, I got off the horse. He don't even took a picture or nothing with me. And I say, 
to Mr. Lucian and said, hello, Mr. Lu- congratulations, Mr. Lu-. He said, you're going to cost me my job. <laughs> so you're going to cost me my job. So. so is the greatest moment ever for you winning the Kentucky Derby? Oh, yeah. That's one race I think every rider like to win. That's every a big rider. deal, it's isn't a it? a big deal. How many times have you won that twice? Twice. Wonderful. That's I only rode six times on that race. And you won two out of six. Yeah. That's pretty good. They probably should have had you ride some more. <laughs> I've turned down a lot of horses. You know, I turned down the horse in 1970. I rode that horse in in, uh, in Hialeah. And I told that guy, I said, you know, this horse don't feel right. This horse got some, I finished third in the race. I said, there's something wrong with this horse. He's, he don't breathe right. So they check him out. He had a big infection in his throat. Oh, really? Yeah. So then he said, listen, I'm going to take this horse to Kingland. That was around um, in the end of January. He said, I'm going to take this horse to Kingland. I have to straight him out. I said, he said, you're not going to ride it. I said, okay. So when he put it in in Kingland, he called me up a week. He said, I'm going to run this horse in Kingland. I said, okay, I'll go ride it. He said, but you had to give me a call to ride him in a derby too. I said, I can't do that. He said, no, I need a rider to ride him in the in the bluegrass and ride him in a derby. I said, no, yeah, I can't do that. I was riding another horse from the wireless that could really run, and but he got hurt. And then I wound up without a mount. And that was, then in 19, uh, I forgot that year, Little Currents, they asked me to ride him in, in a derby. I refused to go ride him. Guys, this is Louisa Barton. I really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Horse Talk Show podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and let me know what you thought. Now, please go out there and share the podcast.